The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, The Craft House Brewery, now with two locations. The Tone Factory Recording Studio. Moonshot.com t-shirt designs. Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Well, you probably know Melora Hardin best from her role as the boss on The Office. Her character was one of my favorites on the show. Long before that, though, she was a kid actor starring in a Saturday morning kids show before getting a scholarship to the Joffrey Ballet. What you might not know is that she was in the original cast of Back to the Future before it was recast, but I'm getting ahead of myself. As I welcome Melora to the show, she is now preparing for season 30 of Dancing with the Stars. Hi. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. And uh, Thank you. Although, Melora, you've done so much in your career, how scary is it to be part of Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> you know what? It is totally nerve-wracking, um, but it's also really exciting and, and really incredible to be adding, you know, a whole new sort of layer of, uh, it's like it's like learning a new language, you know, in your body. Um, the, the, I've never done ballroom dancing. Um, I have, you know, I did study ballet as a little girl very seriously. I loved it and, and really thought I was going to be a ballerina. But yeah. this is like a whole new thing for me. So it's very exciting. It's, it's really quite fun. And yes, nerve-wracking to be a beginner in front of millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess there's a little difference when you do, for instance, a Broadway show because you've got the people that are in the house, but you're right. I mean, there are a, quite a few million watching that show, aren't there? Yes, there are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm brave to be on the show. So I kind of feel like everybody who comes on the show is, is definitely brave. <laughs> Yeah, and as usual, uh, there are some really stellar athletes, right? I mean, Olympic gold medalist gymnast Suni Lee. Boy, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? I know. It's so true. Doesn't seem fair, though, because she also has kind of dance, you know, when they do those floor exercises. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's not, you know... The title of the show isn't Dancing with the Dancers, right? Uh, Right. Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) And everybody's bringing something different. And even though she's a gymnast... I don't think she's ever done ballroom either. And, uh, you know, so I think everyone's trying to bring their, bring whatever they, you know, whatever they have to give. And, of course, pulling on whatever they're drawing on their skills, skill sets to, to do the best performance they can, right? Yeah. And, you know, by the way, I don't know if you've talked with Kate Flannery from The Office because she's done of dance. Course. Yeah. So you, have you gotten <laughs> tips from her? Of course I have. Oh, yeah. She's like, this is the CBD oil you want to use on your back. And this is the PT person that you want to talk to. And this is... <laughs> right. I mean, it's so funny because when we were on the office, I shared my chiropractor with her, you know, however many years ago that was. And so, who she still she still sees, you know, him. And um, and so now she's sharing like, you know, different like different body workers and stuff with me, which is just really great. Um, looking back on the office your character jan levinson was supposed to be just a guest shot right and it turned into a a a regular long-running role that's right that's right they made me a regular in the second season my opinion is people look at jan and they say "Uh, she's kind of a the character probably the most multi-dimensional and interesting on the show in my opinion oh well thanks yeah she was pretty she's pretty um, she is very dimensional. I think it's a great way to put it. And, um, and you know, I think that, you know, I have a lot of understanding of her and empathy for her. So 
Uh, and I think people, I think that's why people loved her. They, they loved her um, because people do feel like she's complex. Uh, just like we all are, she's she's complex. She's not flat, and uh, she had a lot going on. So sometimes she was having a bad day, people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I watched a recent episode after having watched it, you know, when it w- originally aired, and I for completely forgot that there was a scene where you said to Steve Carell's character, that's what she said, and it was just hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a very very funny moment. I know that was in the cocktail party episode. Um, yeah, no, we all we all thought it was pretty funny at <laughs> the moment too. The cocktail party was was really funny too because you are a trained dancer and it had to be kind of fun to look not good in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, that was in the dinner party episode, and that was, yeah, that was a specific choice to really, I wanted to just be, like, a little bit off the beat and just a little bit go too much into the reverie of, like, the song, the moment, where the song came from, you know, like, it was just, it was, uh, it was super fun. But I have to tell you, I have mostly in my career, besides when I, I did Chicago on Broadway and I got to learn all the Fosse stuff, and that was incredible. Yeah. And uh, and I did get to dance um, in a couple other things, but for the most part, I, I you know mostly people are trying to tell me to turn it down a bit. <laughs> I'm constantly oh. being told, you know, she uh, oh you need to you know like you can't dance as well. I mean, I played baby in the series of Dirty Dancing yeah. uh, when I was 18 years old, and I had to you know I had to I had to really not dance on that on that show um, because that's part of the story is that she learns to dance. She doesn't know how to dance. Um, so, you know, that was, that was interesting. And then, and so here I am now with Dancing with the Stars doing something where they're like, no, no, bring it, bring it, bring it all. <laughs> <laughs> Some people may not know this, but at the age of 10, you starred on a Saturday morning kids show called Thunder, which just sounds outstanding. I, I must find this somehow. It is. It's a wonderful, a wonderful show that, um, that was about a black, a wild black stallion that would come racing out of the uh, forest when I whistled, and together we would go and save the day. We would pull people's legs out of traps and animals out of, you know, we would just save things. And so, uh, yeah, and it, it happens to be a very serendipitous story for me because it was a dream come true in my life. I said to my mom two weeks before that, I, you know what, mom, what I really want to do is a show about a horse, and then I got that. And uh, and now I've made a documentary series um, about about well that starts that begins there it begins there um, and it's called Thunder Hunter and Me so um, I'm hoping people will find that it's my real passion project that I've been working on for the last four years that, we're looking forward to that and by the way for those who don't know because I've heard you know I've watched that show on Netflix you know the making of different movies and one of those movies is Back to the Future you've talked about it before you got cast in the film and then you got uncast in the film and and that happened to a couple of you didn't it explain what happened there yeah I was uh, I was cast in the film when Eric Stoltz was going to play the lead um, right. Michael J. Fox part um, and uh, and then we did publicity photos and everything else and uh, and then um, they let Eric go and then they hired Michael J. Fox and um, and ultimately they were uh, 
they well apparently someone wrote a book about this uh last year and and it was actually the author of the book that told me that um Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis didn't have any trouble with the fact that I was taller than Michael J. Fox. Yeah. But there were two female executives at that time uh, that felt that it was emasculating to their star for him to have a girlfriend that was taller than he was. Stuck as we are in, 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 in everything, it's kind of great to see that we have come a little farther as far as as far as equity and it and equity goes because I don't think you'd hear any female executives saying that today. It's so weird too, Melora, because when you look at episodes of Family Ties, he had different girls that he went out with, and some were taller than him. So it's really ridiculous, right. isn't it? Yeah, it it is ridiculous, but it it you know it's a sign of the times, and I think that um, I think that. You know, I have empathy for those women, those executives, whoever they were, because because that's kind of like Jan. I mean, to be honest, Jan Levinson, you know, part of the reason that she was harsh and sometimes uh, cutting is because I think I really think she was trying to come up in a man's world and she felt she had to kind of, you know, make herself more masculine in order to survive. And obviously, these female executives were trying to, um, you know, think in a masculine way um it, it's a whole thing it's a whole thing yeah. right it's a whole thing and yeah. i'm and i'm dealing with it right now even with my documentary that i made because you know everyone's calling for um you know they're all calling for more female stories more female voices um more you know female content and this is a story about two women it's a story about you know directed by a woman created by a woman about a very feminine journey about a very a female problem in the world <laughs> that you know plagues a lot of people and and you know and I'm having trouble finding a place for it because because people are ultimately they really want a more masculine that's really what it comes down to um and my partner at Morgan Freeman's company Lori McCreary um who is Morgan's partner you know and I are are you know she's the producer co-producer on this and she's she and I are talking about this all the time. Like this is this is a real thing. You're still shopping it around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we've we've just um, you know I've just just finished it, um, but we are trying to find a home for it. Yeah, it's called Thunder Hunter and Me, and it's great. It's really a beautiful story about healing, and I and I you know I, it's part of why I'm doing Dancing with the Stars to be honest, because I want people to kind of get to know a little bit more about Melora and instead of me through my characters, because I do have a tendency to kind of disappear into my characters, which is my job as an actor. Um, but obviously in my documentary, it, it really is Melora. So, um, uh, because it's real life. And so, yeah, so maybe people will get to know a little bit about me on dancing with the stars and then they'll, they'll find, they'll find Thunder Hunter and me when, when, when it's out there and available. Can't wait. And season 30 of Dancing with the Stars with Melora Harden, the future champ of the show. It's always always great yeah. talking to you. Good luck and stay healthy while you're dancing. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, I hope you have a great day. It was really nice to talk to you again. Uh, you as well. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, I didn't have time to ask because we only had so much time for the interview. But I wonder if Melora and Eric Stoltz kept in contact and talked about being the two that were replaced in Back to the Future. Of course, they both went on to other great things. Hopefully the docu-series finds a home. And of course, check out Melora on Dancing with the Stars. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show. 
Thanks as always for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.